This is Safety Walls podcast. We love earth and earthlings. Look deep into nature and then you will understand everything better. Quoted by Albert Einstein. Welcome back to the another exciting episode of Earth Safety Walls podcast. You are hearing me, Ratna. I'm a young author and environmental activist from India. I'm a founder and CEO of this organization. And today in this episode, we are going to talk about rewilding this planet. Oh, come on. I'm not going to send you a baby lion, but maybe some theories and concepts of reforestation. Reforestation is a very important activity needed to save our planet. This is because a large echoes of forest are being destroyed due to various reasons on the daily basis. And you know what? Removal of this green cover from the surface of earth is prevailing for regions such as forest fires, agricultural needs, human settlements, lodging and mining. Meanwhile, forest plays a very crucial role in maintaining the balance in the ecosystem. So today our guest speaker, Gabriela Gavrit, is an American biologist who is actively involved in reforestation activities. So a very warm welcome, Gabriela, to our this podcast episode. I'm very excited to know about your journey and what exactly inspired you to choose this field and what are your backgrounds and how what pushes you to fall into? Well, hi, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So, well, talking a little bit about me, um, I studied biology at the University of El Salvador, and I'm currently working on my thesis on Africanization and ecomorphology of honeybees. This year, I was appointed to as one of the restoration stewards of the Global Landscape Forum for the Forest Ecosystem, as I lead a restoration project in my country named Suma Umbosque which is an ecological restoration project focused on forest fire prevention, reforestation with native plants, species, and agroforestry systems. So this also includes uh, community work as I, I try to expand environmental education and conservation of ecosystems in participatory communities. Thank you, Gabriela. Thank you for this introduction. And I must say this is going to inspire to all our audience. And uh, I would like to know that how influential is environmental education and conservation of ecosystem in the case of forest fire prevention? Well, most of the forest cover loss, whether it's due to forest fire or extractivism or land use change for agricultural activities, is caused by poor management of these areas, since most people don't have the technical support and knowledge necessary to understand the richness of the ecosystem and protect it. Um, the environmental education is to work hand by hand with the communities and involve them in the restoration project process, um, since they understand uh, that without the forest, all the resources they need will be disappearing. So in some cases, people burn um, for agriculture because it's easier to, to, to them uh, to clear the area for crops. But 
A good forest management provides opportunity for, for people, sometimes more income and benefits, and gradually regeneration becomes the solution. Okay, that's, that's really amazing and great to know. So uh, being involved in reforestation projects and activities, what are the most difficult problems that you encounter or, you know, maybe any solution? Mm, well, in some cases, the areas are not very safe. We deal with all kinds of people with different realities and we have to adapt. Also, a very big problem that I, that I uh, face every day is the lack of resources. I mean, economical resources, because many times the volunteer works in a wonderful um, way, but we have to reward the great effort that people make professionally. So for the first point about security as women, it is a little difficult to deal with the issue of security with this issue but i have always identified myself as as someone who wants to help them to improve their environment so i have found people very willing to collaborate and work together in all the places where i have worked so i try to manage this problem and for the for the funding issue it is very important to learn how to manage and showcase our work because it's very important to build partnerships that are strategic for our objectives and uh, how do you integrate these uh, native plant species into damaged ecosystems well before before planting uh, before starting the project we made a list of species in the area um, compared with literature on the type of the forest. And then we planted these species along the crops in the area and also as a natural barriers. We are using um, different techniques of agroforestry and just um, reforestation because people there have economical activities that I can't uh, cut because they're the needings, but I also have to restore the forest. So I have to find the best way to introduce these native species and work with the farmers and work with the community directly. Yes, you're right. Um, I'm very happy to know about all these, your backgrounds. Um, but Gabriela, you know, like along with the human population that continues to increase, uh, the construction of houses continues to have a little vacant land. So apart from our awareness of the importance of reforestation, are there any restrictions on the land use so that every city has green land? Mm, well, in some countries, um, there exists a law. Well, it's like a regulation for urban planning. But um, I just heard that most of the countries that implement these policies are in Europe, such as maybe Denmark or Switzerland. Their cities are recognized as green cities, but it's not the case all over the world. Um, for example, in my country, we have this regulation of urban planning, but um, they give a priori priority to economic land use, mainly residential. It can be because of overpopulation, 
and because the inequitable parceling. So there are many reasons why here it's um, it's always an economical priority, not a environmental priority. So I I know there's some countries, but it's not all over the world. Yes, you are right. And uh, I see that currently many apartment developments are used as residence. So apartments are more land efficient and expand opportunities for the reforestation. And on the other hand, the culture of the people living here is individual and busy. So um, what do you think about this? Can they be said to have contributed to reforestation? Actually, every construction has an impact on nature is very hard to call something eco-friendly when we know the amount of resources that are used to build, especially water. But in this case, we're referring uh, to the extension of land use. And yes, buildings can contribute, not to reforestation, but in a space optimization. But I, I really think that sometimes the quality of life decreases because we are a very social society. So I think that the real solution is to use the land wisely, build in appropriate areas, appropriate areas in properly managed water recharge areas and biological corridors. Um, so if we, if, we use the, if we use the lands wisely, we are not going to have the problem that I, we have it to, today. I mean, um, the, the main problem is that some areas are very important to conserve and protect because they're crucial for water, they're crucial for wildlife. And if we left, if we left these areas to, to stay as a natural ecosystem and we build in some areas that maybe are better for, for this kind of um, constrictions, you know, we are going to change the way that we are seeing uh, climate change right now. Yeah, and uh, as we know that reforestation is very helpful as a means of combating uh, climate change. And you will agree with me that humans are felling more trees than planting, right? So are there other ways to help reduce over reliance on trees that is known to you? Proper forest man management can be seen in the correct use of trees. So I know um, in Canada, for example, they sector the forest and use the wood from a portion of the land and then plant and use the next portion. So in such a way that the forest grow while they, they are using the resource. But um, one way will be to take advantage of technology. At the moment, um, there are so many low impact materials that we could replace from wood. You know, um, I know that we need it. Uh, we can just uh, stop using it because it's, it's in everything that we use, but we can take advantage of technology. But the problem is that implies altering the current economy movement and most countries does not like to do this kind of stuff so 
Yes, um, I think that we can have a proper forest management and using technologies to reduce uh, this reliance. Well, uh, after all, we all know that there are so many campaigns, programs, and uh, projects are ongoing from all over the world to combat this deforestation. But still, it is a serious issues have risen, like uh, the greenhouse effect due to excessive carbon compounds present in the air with grave consequences for the flora and fauna. So uh, what do you think about the creation of safe habitats for this species? In fact, Ecological restoration seeks to promote these spaces for wildlife at different levels. It's not just about reforesting, you know, it's not just about planting trees, but looking for the true needs of the ecosystem and responding to it. So based on this, I believe that creating safe habitats becomes a necessity to face the effects of climate change, especially to protect essential resources that are related to environmental health that is a right for human. So how is the climate change fueling the need for ecological restoration projects? Well, we are facing so many, so, so many things from climate change that I think that we are not prepared to. Um, you, you know, we're going to see more storms, uh, more tsunamis, more problems that we maybe cannot face as some countries. For example, um, the countries at my region, sometimes they don't have the income to face this kind of events from nature. But when we when we start this kind of projects as ecological restoration projects obviously we're not just talking about forest restoration we talk about ocean restoration ocean ecosystem or mangroves you know these kind of ecosystems that are important to face some some events from nature so if we talk about uh, the needing of this kind of, of restoration projects, we talk about fighting climate, climate change. You know, you know that some people call it that it's a very natural process and it is, but we're accelerating in the amount of time that it's incredible. So we are not going to be able to have the right of environmental health in in some years. So this is fueling um, very, very strong to this necessity. And I know that government can take um, an action, a, a very big action into this, but small projects as the project that I have can help, you know, if more people get involved in this kind of projects, we are going to have the solutions for, for the place where we live and then we can expand the can, this kind of initiatives. Yeah, you are right. And uh, I'm completely agree with your thought. 
so i think i am completely done with all of my curiosity and questions but still uh, there is something that i would like to know is what ecosystems have you encountered that are the most endangered well um in my country for example most forests are risk we are one of the most deforested countries in the region in latin america but the main ecosystem that is more, more in danger for me here is mangroves but most of them present in the same streets and loss of biodiversity and it's very alarming okay gabriela thank you so much for joining us in this episode and uh, at the end i would like to give you a chance like uh, if you would like to add up anything that i didn't ask you to our audience and please go ahead sure um well you know i really like environmental education um as myself my my own family started a small tree planting project many years ago and of course they are they are my inspiration um obviously in my field i like ecology and species conservation and i realized that it's crucial to restore forest in order to conserve wildlife um but i'm telling this because when when someone have a different view as my parents um it can create a big impact in in our family it can create a big impact in our friends and who knows we can create a big impact in all the people around us so they can join and they can get inspiration from this kind of person that have big ideas for nature and they can they can start their own initiatives they can start uh their own projects and maybe we can uh we can have the right or the the force to to the governments get involved with this initiative because it's people that is that are asking for this kind of solutions so get inspiration from someone who have a big idea to restore nature and we can create a big change around the world yeah you are com- you are right and i thank you so much i'm glad that you joined around the world and trees are the natural carbon capture and storage machines which are basically uh, you know absorbing carbon dioxide in the atmosphere through the photosynthesis been locking it up for the centuries and that's why the reforestation and afforestation are touched as a key solution to the climate crisis so i thanks to all of our audience as well who are listening to this and come up every week to hear and to learn something about the nature conservation and sustainability thank you so much to each one of you and stay tuned for the up